This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, Joe Buck. Have you seen what Joe Buck is doing? Sportscaster. Uh, you may you may know him from NFL. You watch NFL games, you hear Joe Buck. He's a baseball guy, too. Anyways, Joe Buck is doing play-by-play of people's random videos. He's just trying to stay busy at home as he isolates. Here he is doing a call of a guy landing 10 in a row playing beer pong. Look at what he is going to try and accomplish. Hit all of these without missing. All right, we've got five cups left. He's over halfway there. There's number six. That means there are four left. My math skills are off the charts. Unbelievable. Three left. He's got seven in a row. He Now he's got two. Unbel- How do you not freak out? How do you not clench up? How do you not just completely blow it knocks the cup off the table but the ball was in we're going to count that again having trouble down at the far end can he do it and 10 in a row unbelievable look at the celebration finish up medical school and make us proud john romano glad i met you keep in touch (laughs) joe buck calling people's videos he does say the downside of doing this is people are sending him a lot of inappropriate videos to uh to do the play-by-play on. He's got a lot of sex tapes sent to him. <laughs> That'd be amazing to have Joe Buck, mostly because of his last name and what it rhymes with, but him doing the play-by-play for your sex life would yeah. be amazing. The video would probably be shorter than the the beer pong thing there. <laughs> <laughs> and he could reuse a lot of the phrases. How do you not clench up? <laughs> he just hey, it looks like he's gonna blow it. <laughs> oh, it's in, but we're gonna count it. Oh, just around the rim, and yes, it's in. <laughs> and for the first time in a long time, we are we're not pranking anybody today. Um, my wife actually just came and walked in my office where I'm broadcasting from in isolation here, and she said. Hey, what are you guys doing today? Uh, any good pranks? And I said, No, honey. I, I we got an email from the boss, and the boss said basically, don't even think about it, guys. It's not the time. <laughs> yeah, we. It just seems inappropriate, right? We've had some fun in the past. One of my favorites was a couple of years ago. We said we got this system installed where uh, if you tweet at us then the uh, the tweet is instantly read by this robotic voice over the radio. But we were having some issues, so we couldn't filter any of the tweets that were coming in. And really, it was just Jim quickly typing the tweets into like the, uh, the, the, the speech. The text-to-talk. Text-to-talk reader. Uh, but people were buying right in. And some of the ridiculous things that you guys started texting, hoping it would make it over the air, rude. First of all, <laughs> vulgar, but, but expected because yeah. if I was listening to the radio and they said that anything you send us on Twitter is going over the air, I can only imagine what I would send into the radio <laughs> station. That was a good one. The epic, the uh, the, the best one of my career has got to be, uh, this is a couple decades ago now, working in London the home of Labatt Breweries, and uh, with the morning show I was working with then, Pete and Jeff, we we said that a, uh, a Labatt truck had flipped over. It swerved to avoid a rollerblader, and the truck flipped over. 
there's dented beer cans all over the road, and they need people's help to get the beer cans off the road. Uh, people were pulling in off the 401. We had hundreds and hundreds of people showing up. People were renting trucks to come and <laughs> fill the vans with beer and, and, and get as much. And then they'd show up. We had a big sign that said April Fool's. And some people thought it was pretty funny. Other people were pretty angry. I think we gave anyone who showed up, Jim, instead of beer, they got like a, a dinner for two at Burger King coupon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the guy that they put. I was a young kid at the time, and they're like, you go down there and you deal with all the people. Okay, so I had people yelling at me, freaking out, angry. People were hopping in cabs and coming down to try and get free beer. Wow, and we're surprised people are hoarding toilet paper. After exactly. that reaction to a couple free beers, <laughs> it's just human nature, right? Yeah, that's the prank we were planning for this morning. We were going to say a Charmin truck flipped over <laughs> and there's toilet paper rolls all over the road and we need help getting uh, getting them out of there. But, uh, yeah, the bosses said, dial it back, guys. People seem to have time on their hands. Um, but there is one that it, the lyrics to this song were circulating about two weeks ago. And Jim and I got in a bit of an argument. We're like, we should we should record the lyrics and do the parody song. And, and neither of us wanted to try and sing like Freddie Mercury. It's like, Jim, you should try it. No, you should try <laughs> yeah. to sing like Freddie Mercury. I'm sure you'd be great. It's not an easy thing to do. Well, luckily, uh, a very talented guy named Adrian Grimes uh, found these lyrics that were written by Dana J. Bean. And he went ahead and he has recorded this. It's an epic. Are you ready for it? Coronavirus Rhapsody with Taz and Jim. Is this a fever? Is this just allergies? Escape from the family Don't touch your eyes Just hand sanitize quickly
little silhouette of a man What a douche, what a douche Did he even wash his hands though? The toilet paper's frightening Very, very frightening me Facing mortality. He's just a poor boy facing mortality. Spare him his life from this monstrosity. Touch your face, wash your hands. Will you wash your hands? Bismillah. No, we will not wash our hands. Wash your hands. Bismillah. We will not wash our hands. Wash your hands. Bismillah. We will not wash our hands. Wash your hands. Never wash our hands. Never no. Well, that basically sums it up there, doesn't it? Coronavirus Rhapsody. <laughs> Music by Queen, if you were wondering there. You got the government bailing out a lot of small businesses. They're uh, putting aside a, a ton of money to make sure economically the country rebounds after all this isolation. There is one group of people who want their cut. Jim, who is it? Ticket scalpers. They want a bailout. <laughs> Come on. Technically, ticket scalpers in the secondary ticket market, namely StubHub, is the one that we're all mostly familiar with. But yes, ticket scalpers are pushing for a bailout. Here's a quote from uh, a guy named Gary Alder. He's a uh, head of the National Association of Ticket Brokers. Okay, so he says uh, the number of canceled events due to COVID-19, including some of the biggest that exist, has made it extremely difficult for those in ticketing and live events in general to stay afloat. We would like to see ticketing and live events put in the same category as airlines, hotels and cruise lines when it comes to applying for relief. 
Good luck convincing the public on that one. You guys have been screwing us over for years. (laughs) We sit there in front of the computer waiting to buy tickets to see our favorite band. Two seconds later, every ticket is sold out. And then you try to quadruple the price and sell those tickets back to us. Screw you. Yeah, this is the one industry I wouldn't mind tanking during all of this mess. Wouldn't it be great if the, if there was a silver lining that came out of, of COVID-19? If it's that the scalpers, the business of being a scalper isn't viable anymore, that would be fantastic. And, you know, I hope that they're sitting at home on piles of tickets that they can't sell. And oh. I hope they... You know, I, I hope they go back. I know some stuff's postponed, so the tickets are still valid, but it would be nice if we just started fresh and canceled everything just to screw over the scalpers who uh, prevented some of the biggest tragically hip fans in the world from seeing the band on their last tour. You know, it's a, I have no sympathy for the scalpers right now. Those ticket stubs going to make a pretty terrible toilet paper alternative, I have to say. <laughs> but you got plenty of it. Taz, there's one thing, too, that StubHub is doing that's kind of interesting. If you do have tickets and you're trying to get a refund, StubHub is saying they literally don't have the liquidity. They don't have the money the actual money right now to give you a refund. So they are saying that they may give you an option to give you a hundred, 120% value coupon of your original purchase. So you would end up having more money to spend on future events when this is all settled. Yeah, you have more money to spend, but you're overpaying for the tickets anyways. <laughs> you, right? It's like, yeah. how about you guys just take a hike and let me buy the tickets at face value from the original seller? I don't want your $120 for my $100 tickets. I want to buy tickets for what they're being sold for initially. Yeah, they're just going to raise the prices 20% later down the road <laughs> to make up for the money that they're going to lose with this offer. Yeah, poor poor scalpers and secondary sellers. We uh we need a bailout because uh we really are the ones who are used to screwing people over and now we've screwed ourselves over <laughs> and we don't like how it feels. <laughs> Boo hoo. StubHub. I'm done. Are you done? Yeah, I, feel I mean, I think now. we're all on the same better. page. More, there, there could not be a more useless industry. Here's a story out of Hamilton for you. Just an FYI. Turns out selling cocaine is a non-essential business. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton police pulled over a guy for aggressive driving on Friday night. Uh, they were watching him. They noticed that he had made a bunch of stops to sell drugs. When they pulled him over, they found he had a bunch of cocaine and cash in the car. So uh, he was charged with drug trafficking. And since coke dealing is non-essential business right now in Ontario during the pandemic, <laughs> he also got a ticket for operating a non-essential business. $750 what? fine. In addition to the the usual cocaine dealer charges that you would expect. Oh, talk about rubbing coke in the wounds. Come on. <laughs> you know who would disagree with that? Cokeheads. I'm sure they think it's very essential. <laughs> yeah. 
So if you are uh, selling drugs right now, it's it's considered a non-essential business. And at least your worries may be the $750 fine. But, uh, you know, <laughs> just add it on the pile of stuff that may be coming your way. And there may be a, a cocaine shortage in Hamilton, uh, probably Ontario, Canada, all over the world. I was talking to a, a police officer friend of mine, and they were saying that's that's one thing that you'll notice because the border is closed. It's very difficult for drug traffickers to get cocaine across the border right now because everyone's got their eye on what's coming across and who's coming across. So it's a lot more difficult. The volume of people, you know, is a lot easier to slide through when things were normal. Yeah. Let's hope, like, no shady stuff happens, though, where they, uh, somebody comes up with an alternative and starts selling cocaine and saying it's cocaine, but really it's. Who knows what fentanyl or something? You know, something even more dangerous. So, uh, I mean, it sounds good on the surface, but people are desperate, right? Ground up toilet paper. Start snorting that. <laughs> it's probably Baking more expensive than cocaine. <laughs> Baking soda and X-lax. the other white gold. <laughs> I've been crapping out my nose for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine dealer, non-essential, according to uh, police in Hamilton. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.